Hello and welcome back to The Village Table. I'm Donna Patton and I'm here with David Robinson and Janae Seabarth. And uh, we're really glad that you're with us today. How are you guys doing? It is a Friday and the sun is shining and baseball fever is in the air, so I'm doing really, really good. Um, you know, my day could be better, but <laughs> I mean, when you're, you're working in the classroom with kids... Um, that's where the rubber meets the road, and it's not always perfect, but then it always is a chance to speak into the life of kids, so. Good, good. I love that you're bringing your messiness to the table <laughs> today, right? Because we talked about that last week, that, you know, we want people to feel that when they come to the table podcast, you know, that they can be messy. Uh, we forgot to tell them that we might be messy, too. So, good job, Janae. So true. Very messy today, but it's nice to have a place to be able to honestly discuss and and talk about things. Yeah. So, with that being said, um, we're still kind of working on our format, and, and we were just talking about before we went to record that, you know, uh, we, we want to be able to chew on some things. So, we might not always have this nice, tidy package of beginning and an ending. There might be things that we're going to wrestle with um, as we come to the table. And uh, today, what we want to talk about is um, the slap heard around the world. <laughs> um, and that and that's the situation with Will Smith at the Academy Awards. Now, Janae, you literally just watched this right before we went to record, right? I did. I'd seen a few takes on TV that have taken over the media, um, just like when I'm at the gym or stuff, but I had not actually seen the full slap and everything that went with it until today. Yeah. Yeah. What, what did you think when you saw that? Uh, I was confused because I really didn't understand why Will Smith kind of just got up and went. Like, I didn't understand the backstory. It seemed very dramatic for what was presented, especially when it was supposed to be a fun way. And it was kind of weird to be like, wait, why couldn't you take a joke in this situation? Yeah, I was, I was watching it live as it happened. And, um, I don't think the actual slap really soaked in. Um, it was the piece after, and I, I just shared with these guys, I had to go to Twitter and look it up. And, um, because I could tell that it was frozen as it was, you know, coming out live, they kind of froze it and edited it right there. There was more that happened and, uh, Twitter showed that, um, Will Smith began to yell. And I think we, we've seen now the replay of that. I'm sure you listening have seen that. And, but the anger, I think I, I just couldn't get past. I think that's, what's really stuck with me is the anger that was coming out of him in that moment. What I, what I missed was that whole piece because what was blocked was kind of framed out or painted into a different kind of picture from what our media was doing. The media was playing it down. Oh, was it acting? Oh, was it this? The the legitimacy of, of this uh, amplifying was pretty scary. And yeah, there's there's a little journey that, that I took with that in, in just some personal experiences and seeing how some things have unfolded. I didn't really see that until we had a chance to watch it together and we were in conversation about what the United States maybe covered up a little bit in our media world, but the rest of the world just let it all lay out there. And wow, that was that was intense for sure. Yeah, yeah, it was. Now, why are we talking about the slap, right? 
um, during a, a podcast on parenting and walking with our kids and all of that. And I think the big thing for me is um, I used this yesterday in a, a teaching time with the middle schoolers because uh, what I'm really trying to get across, and I think especially in a post-pandemic world, is that our emotions don't get to lead us. We have to lead our emotions, and, and we get to lead our emotions. And I, I don't know that in a post-pandemic world that message is really getting out there. Well, media, once again, has allowed certain things to explode and be very visible. Um, Janae, we used the words earlier about uh, sometimes we have to get our volcano and let it go, and sometimes we need to spew. But the, the avenue in, in which we spew and the impact it has on others around us are, are really um, quite diverse. You know, um, sometimes we spew in, in a little environment, maybe sitting at the table at home with family, and we can talk about things. And we, we do those things of, ah, oh, I've got to get it out right here, right now. And then family or the people around us, our, our close network is able to help us process a little bit better. And I don't know, like you said, I don't know that we have had those conversations. The world and the media sure does not portray it well on how to do that. There's a lot of volcanoes exploding and spewing with a lot of damage that impacts a lot of people. Right. Very good. I think a lot of times, even within movies or TV shows, it's kind of glorified the fact that um, that we can spew and be volcanoes and there's not going to be consequences to that. Um, they don't show those consequences of being healthy socially and emotionally with how we talk and how we say things. And with that... Um, a lot of times, you know, not even kids, but adults, like we think it's going to be okay to just kind of let it out and it goes. And I think, like, I see this sometimes in my neighborhoods with, you know, just being transparent in some ugly situations, but where like the wife or the girlfriend locks the guy out of the house and they're banging on the fence saying, let me in. And it's like 16 degrees outside, like we're not able to talk through our emotions and thus we're escalating situations rather than helping to fix situations. And so I think that this kind of shows, you know, on TV, what is happening in real life. Yeah. Situations. Yeah. I, I like how you say that. I think, um, it, it is alarming that more and more people, um, David, what a great visual are, are really literally spewing like that volcano as I spew in my personal life, as I spew in my parenting, that overflows into my, my child who then begins to spew because they don't have the tools. Maybe we don't have the tools right now to know what to do with anger, to know what to do with, um, I don't know, when there is um, a problem. Conflict, just when call it When there's conflict, yeah. yeah. And so, again, my go-to, my default becomes that emotional Peace where I just let it get happen. And, and rather than seeking wisdom, rather than looking at how to cool down, how to take a time out. Um, you know, we think about that for our kids, <laughs> yeah. but we forget that we as adults in parenting sometimes need a couple of minutes to step away and to just kind of catch our breath and, and really see God in that moment. What, what is the next best thing for me to say? I think that's really smart. Um, I know that as a teacher, there are times where I'm like, 
I need you to go sit in that chair for two minutes because you need to think about what you did and I need to take that time to think about what I'm going to say and how I'm going to react in this situation and how I'm going to bring wisdom into it rather than my emotion. And I think it's okay to know that they can sit and sometimes I'll just sit there right beside them and just take my deep breaths at the same time so that way I can think and say, okay, you know, I see that you're upset and it made you act out in this way and it kind of made me hurt because I didn't like how you were acting to my friends or how you were treating things and what can we do in this situation Mm -hmm. like how can you calm down what can we do differently like asking those questions yeah I like that and and I think it's even okay to let our kids know I don't feel good when I'm spewing I don't feel good when I'm angry either so, so I'm going to take a time out also because I need a minute. And when our kids, when we're explaining the why, right? We, we just talked about this in our staff meeting this week. The why. I think, I think what we do is we are raising a generation that is better equipped because they're not just hearing rules for the sake of rules or watching you do it, you know, do, do what you do as a parent because maybe that's just the thing for the moment. But when they start understanding the why, then they're connecting the dots and, and we're equipping them for the future. Versus the what we're going after. And some of those what's of what you do next is not always the best thing. Sometimes we need to, to get that pause. I was thinking with this Will Smith situation, it, it brought up an image of what's happening in, in our mobile society, driving down the road. Somebody cuts you off and we lay on the horn and instantaneously we have this thing now that's in our communities, in our uh, nation. It's called road rage. Yeah. It's, it's reactions immediately. Those horns used to be a wonderful thing to let somebody know, oh, watch out and be aware. And now it's an instantaneous reaction to what are you doing calling me out? And people sometimes honk back. Sometimes they run into each other with an instant emotion. And there's, there's accidents, there's, there's rage, there's, there's hurt that could be bypassed. All it would have taken was just a second. And I had a moment the other day where I hear people honk at me and instantly I go, what What are they honking at me for? And I honked at someone the other day because they weren't going on a green arrow to turn left. And then I'm honking at them and I'm going, uh-oh, they stopped because there was somebody in the crosswalk that should not have been there. But my emotion got, got stirred. Hey, you talk about here. I'm dumping it out. Here's my mistake. Yeah, I confess. I didn't get a ticket for it. But that's what we do in our lives, too. Sometimes we honk or we blare a horn or we yell yeah. out the window. And that's in the presence of our kids. That's in the presence of a situation that could be handled a whole lot differently. So there's a lot of pauses that we have to have. I put that message out, you know, I'm, I get to be traffic control here at school in the mornings. And sometimes our parents just need to pause, pray, mm-hmm. and proceed. I use that actually in a message that I put out in our Fast Direct to our parents. To, we're at a moment right now where we they need to get that reminder again. But we can use that in our everyday life, in our encounters with our kids. Pause. Before we react, before we say something, yeah. say a quick Two-second prayer, God, stop me. God, slow me down. And then proceed in a totally different mindset. Yeah, I love it, David. And we can even tie that to a stoplight, right? So so you've got that red, stop, 
you know, the yellow of, of yield is prey in that moment, and the green is proceed. Now, I kind of like to run that yellow, so, <laughs> so we're not going to run the yellow because we do need to pray. I mean, when I'm in the heat of that moment as a parent, um, I, I really have to, to stop what's happening because we can get caught up in the moment and everything that's happened, just like Will Smith did. And, and it's easy to point the finger and go, why did he do that? What's happening? You know, gosh. And, but the bottom line is there's a brokenness. There's, there's um, a piece that he doesn't have those skills. And what a great way to just start. Stop, yield, proceed. Yes. And, and let God work in that moment. But it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah, it um, I don't care if it's a five-year-old child or a 22 year old child that yeah. I'm living with. I've got a daughter and there's something that, that I get called out on that I, I still do some of those reactionary things with her and I get to look at it afterwards and go, doggone it. Had I just took that moment to pause, um, not enable her in something that I don't like that's being done, but I got to model it better. And, mm-hmm. and I've been given some great advice from people alongside me that is that dirty dish or those dishes not being put away out of the dishwasher really that big of a deal that has to be made into something where I have just figuratively now slapped my daughter with words that are calling her out for not doing this or calling my son out. Wow, was it really worth that? What is the why? What's what's the desired outcome? And I've had to back up. And unfortunately, quite often, hindsight's twenty twenty, And I come out of it and I go, doggone it, I, I blew it again. But I got to admit that to her, and I got to be uh, self-convicted and, and get also that forgiveness of a, of a growing young woman. She's 23 years old, and I get to, I get to kind of get a perspective of that now. Yeah, good. I, and I think, um, I think the, what I love about what you're saying to David is um, parents, we're not perfect. You're not perfect. None of us around this table are perfect. And, and there are times that we, that we do spew or we do have those moments that we wish we could do over, right? But the beauty is, I think when we're honest and real with our kids in that moment, you know, maybe I didn't handle that right. I know I've said that to my son maybe like a million <laughs> times. Hey, Josh, I didn't handle that right, and I'm sorry. I think that's also teaching a piece. Um, I think that's also saying um, humbling ourselves and letting God work in that moment of um, that that wasn't the right way to handle it. And I think our kids take away a lot from that. Yeah, I I think about it too, and it gives us a chance to be real and honest with God's forgiveness in our lives Mm -hmm. and give our kids a chance to practice forgiveness with us. I think when we can be transparent and honest and be asking for forgiveness and giving forgiveness, um, it teaches them about God's grace in different situations and how we can, can relate to each other. And I think that that is also a point of like we're not perfect and God never called us to be perfect, but he did call us to forgive and to love and to try again. So um, we talked about the, the teaching of um, that emotional spewing. I'm going to use that verbiage again and some great takeaways from that, guys. But 
I want to talk also, how do we approach this with our, our students, with our kids? Because um, from fifth grade on down, chances are they haven't seen this. Unless, you know, maybe they've watched TV or social media with you as a parent. Um, middle schoolers are watching on their Insta and TikTok. So they, they, were, they were all ready to talk about it. So I'm a believer um, in the middle school and high school day years. Um, I think this is a great talking point for parents. Like, what did you think? To be able to say, what did you think about this? My son and I, the day after, we must have talked for 45 minutes just processing it and having this exact same discussion that we had here on, uh, you know, what does this mean in your life? I did that yesterday with the middle schoolers. Um, I, we talked about how to um, problem solve, not out of emotion. But what do we do with the fifth grade and younger? How can I use this as a teachable moment as a parent? Well, I think about what we're doing right here. You know, we call it the village table, the family table. To be able to take some, some hot topics, drop it into a bowl, and draw out of a bowl of a topic is that we're going to talk about this tonight. Just take maybe not 45 minutes because you're talking about a second grader, third grader, nine, 10, 11 years old going into fifth grade. Right. They may not need that long to process, but to be able to talk about it together intentionally uh, about what what would we do as a family? Where have we messed up in this way? What, what could we do different? And then model that and talk it out. So would you say something like at dinner tonight, would you say something like, um, hey, when you get angry, how do you handle it? You don't necessarily need to go back to the Will Smith name Absolutely. or, hey, yeah, there was this thing on the Academy Awards and this guy got up and slapped and then cussed him out. You wouldn't say to go do that, right? With my 22-year-old, yeah, but yeah. my 10-year-old, my no. That would be a great chance to use the experience to have the conversation about that key point of how do we deal with things when, when it doesn't go our way. Did you have something that happened at school this week that was really tough for you to know what to do? Or did somebody else say something or do something that made you really uncomfortable or made you mad? Um, that It's just giving that opportunity to have the dialogue together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love it. Um, I think for preschoolers and the youngins, um, this is how you implement it is when it happens. Mm. So today, you know, a kid didn't like that a friend took a toy from them and so they hit him in the face and it's saying, oh, wait, I see that you are angry and upset. Why are you angry and upset? They took your toy. Did you like that? No, I didn't. Okay, say, instead of using our hands to say, I don't like it, give it back, say, please give me the toy back. I was playing with that. And then giving the other child words to say, hey, I want to use that toy. Can I use that in five minutes? Can I use that in three minutes? And so talking through the language, because you can say use your words, but... Oftentimes, preschoolers don't know what words to use, and so when you give them the words and, and kind of tell them back the emotions that you're seeing on their face, it helps them to recognize what those emotions are in that moment and then gives them words and tools to be able to process and work with their friends better. Yeah, I love it, Janae. I love it. And, and I think um, for me, parents... The big reminder is this world will try to speak about everything that happens into the hearts and minds of your, of your students and your kids. Be the, be the main voice that they hear. Don't be afraid to have hard conversations and, and to be able to, to do it in a way that your student knows where you're coming from. 
TikTok, Insta, I don't want them parenting my son. I don't want to abdicate that role to anybody. So I want to be sure I'm the voice and ultimately that God is the voice that I'm yielding to him and that he is speaking words into my son as he grows. You, you say TikTok, you say Twitter, you say Insta. Those are quick, short snippets right. of time. Look at how much that is impacting our adolescents, our young adults. In that short little bit of time, they can speak about a ton. That's all it takes from us, too, sometimes. I, I get wordy. You know that. You've already put the brakes on me a couple of times <laughs> as I start talking. Um, but it's the little bit of time to speak truth and love. It's that, I'll go back to it. It's the love without limits. I can limit my words, but my love is not going to be limited. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I would love, I would much rather hear, hey, guys, um, let's talk about this today in a class and have them say, well, my mom or dad said, but 100% of the kids of the students were, oh, yeah, I saw, I heard TikTok say, or I heard Insta say. And and I, I want to be the loudest voice. Well, I want God to be the loudest voice <laughs> yes. in my son's mind and heart. And and then I want to make sure that I'm that voice. So, um, all right, we're going to go to our last thing. And this is something we've kind of challenged ourselves to. So we're going to wrap up today with what's your takeaway? What's your takeaway from our table today? Who wants to go? I think it's going to go back to those those little bit of words. Um, going a long way. Uh, we see the impact of, of media and in the time that it takes to, to bring across an impression upon our kids. Let's make that impression in our time and our words with them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the spewing that we talked about, there's a lot of damage that can happen with a, with a volcanic spewing. Let's, let's spew that love out. Let's spew the time into our kids with, with stuff that's going to not burn them, not hurt them. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to piggyback on that, David. My, my takeaway is, as a parent, um, really take those timeouts. Whether you have an infant that is screaming and, and you just don't know what you're going to do in the next moment, or you have a high school or middle schooler that's in a moment of defiance, you can take that time out, really um, do what you said, pause and pray and then proceed. Um, but really seek God's wisdom. So I'm, as a parent, am not emotionally parenting, but I'm parenting with God's wisdom and God's love each moment. Um, I liked what David had to say where it was, what do I want the them to learn in this situation? Do I want it to be anger or do I want to teach a lesson? And taking that time to pause and and really consider what I want the outcome to be. Wow. Man, that was this is a good village table today. I, I feel like I really walked away with something. We hope that you did, and we hope that you'll join us uh, next uh, in two weeks. We After drop Easter. an episode every two weeks um, at the village table. So you guys have a great day and happy Easter and God's blessings.